This is a podcast from Rover. The My Morning Crew. All right, my funny, we've got a very special guest inside the building right now. Shout out to producer T Money for teeing this up. So, been listening to the My Morning Crew for the past three weeks. We've been obsessed by this TV show, The Last of Us, where one of the main things that spoke about inside this TV show is the cordyceps. And myself and Teagues and producer T Money are like, yo, could this actually happen to us here on Earth? And how far away is this from actually happening? So, we welcome into the studio today mycologist Dr. Peter Buchanan. All right, and just firstly, Peter, like, you know, my uh, science background, you know, extends as far as third form biology. Yeah, so, I was going to say, mine's probably the same. <laughs> yeah. um, very, very limited knowledge. Yeah, no so for, um, for the MyFind out there and for ourselves, what, what is an actual mycologist? What's a mycologist? A mycologist is someone who studies fungi. Um, it's simple as that. It's like a botanist studies plants, um, mycologist fungi. And uh, I've had the good fortune to study fungi for quite a few years, yeah. some decades, and um, they're a fascinating group of fungi, it's a fascinating group of organisms. I mean, they just, yeah, never-ending interest and never-ending questions to be asked. Yeah. Mm. Well, when you talk about the interest in fungi, I'll be honest with you, my interest has only been over the past three weeks because of pop culture and The Last of Us. But right. where, what, what is the interest about fungi? Is it just there's so much behind it? There's so much detail that you can continually find out about on a daily basis? Or Yeah, well, fungi seem to, for some people, to be a maybe a small group of organisms, but actually they're huge. Yeah. And there are more fungi in different kinds of fungi than there are different kinds of plants. Wow. So... It's massive, and we think we only know about a third of the fungi of New Zealand. So it's just an enormous area of science, and um, I could spend many, many lifetimes, and I still wouldn't have exhausted the number of fungi and the different kinds of fungi in New Zealand and what they do because they're really important in all our ecosystems and doing all sorts of things from decomposing everything and um, helping plants to grow. There's this just massive importance of fungi, which is often not realised. Mm. Yeah. And in the show, The Last of Us, just for anyone listening who hasn't heard us like blabbing on about the show every <laughs> single day, any chance I can. So obviously the um, zombies, if you will, yeah, yep. in the, within the show and within the game as well, were um, humans that were taken over by these cordyceps, which were a, a fungi that was um, that the spores were in a were in flour. Yep. Flour. Was and all sorts of, um, I don't know, Flower different products, products and, stuff, and everything yep. like that. Right. And that's what uh, started the spread of something like this. But yep. one of the most chilling scenes is in the first episode. And you said you'd watch the first one I to us off the here. first one, <laughs> yes. And, you know, the, um, there was a, a mycologist at the start saying, you know, yeah. the, the the fear isn't in a virus, you know, taking out the world. It would be in, yes. a, in fungi because there's no vaccine, there's no nothing. And that yep. it technically is possible. Is that true? <laughs> is that true? <laughs> Well, um, we do have antifungal products, right. um, and uh, I, we don't actually fear a fungus doing what um, the storyline says, but mm. it's a wonderful storyline. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it's way of saying it's an exaggeration. Okay, this it's is never going to happen. Just a small exaggeration, but in truth, it's a massive exaggeration. But that's all right. It's a great storyline, mm. um, and it's also. Um, given people a bit of awareness that, oh, maybe fungi actually can do things. Yeah. I mean, maybe they can't do what they say they can do, but there's other things that fungi are doing that it would be really good for people to understand a bit better. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. can say you can say if this was ever to happen, like you said, small exaggeration, this is like five years away, ten years away, thousand years away. I think these sort of relationships between fungi and their hosts, especially the specific sort of ones that cordyceps have, 
millions of years. Millions okay. of years. Oh, oh yes, so, we can all breathe. Yeah, because <laughs> we when I breathe. watched it, I thought, well, there's a new fear unlocked. And you'll see if you get a chance to keep watching in the second episode, yeah. they have another one of those um, sort of scenes at the start that, yes. I don't know, it's like a, uh, it's like a, it was as the, uh, outbreak the outbreak a, begins yeah. and yeah. a um, mycologist in Jakarta is just going, there's nothing we can do. Yeah. Like it's about to take over, and she was so so scared of what she had just seen. You know, yeah. when this when this fungi had taken over um, this human body. But yeah, and like I was saying, yeah. my Fano, just in case you hadn't seen it before, the the fungi takes over the human body and just turns them. It's like takes over their brain and their function. So even like an elderly lady who yeah, te- like right. doesn't really have much like function anymore. <laughs> the the, you know, the cordyceps made her this like rabid beast and uh, it was really I scary. love the way it came out of her mouth so yeah, so yeah. the tendrils rapidly. Yeah. I mean these things grow so slowly. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> <laughs> it's like wow, these are these are these are fungi on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> Peter, can I ask you a question? This is just the hypothetical question. Just imagine, you know, we're playing silly buggers. Let's say Chris Hipkins, he calls you in, the Prime Minister, calls mm-hmm. you into the office one day, and he tells you that there's been a cordyceps outbreak. Yep. What would be your advice to him with this outbreak that's happened? Let's say it's gone to the extreme level. Oh, well, I'd say he now knows why he funds mycologists um, (laughs) (laughs) to help. (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. I love that. And also, um, I guess one of the best things about having you in here this morning, Peter, is that that T-Money told us you were going to bring in um, actual cordyceps so we could see yeah, them in real life which absolutely. is really exciting I can see them right in front of me yeah. he brought in one that is like native to Aotearoa you could absolutely say absolutely native yep. only occurs in Aotearoa yeah, yeah. and the, the, the videos I've seen online when when trying to find out more about cordyceps it's all to do with ants but there's one mm. here that takes over caterpillars yeah. Yeah. yeah can you tell us more about it sure um, remember for third form people that dropped out of biology yeah, that's yeah. absolutely yeah. <laughs> well there are many different kinds of caterpillars um, and maybe the native caterpillars aren't as well known as the ones in the home garden. So these caterpillars are of a particular kind of native moth they're quite, it's quite a large moth and it has quite a large caterpillar. Mm-hmm. But you only find these caterpillars in the forest. So you won't see them in the home garden. You won't see them around the city. Um, and so in certain forests in New Zealand, there are th- this two different kinds of caterpillar, two species of caterpillar. Yep. And only these two species of caterpillar are able to be infected by this cordyceps, mm-hmm. the native cordyceps. So that cordyceps relationship with the caterpillars evolved over millions of years it's wow. really ancient and it's just a one for one now it's not it's not going to kill out the population of that moth mm-hmm. um, so it's in a balance it's in an evolutionary balance um, but the fungus to actually f- produce its full life cycle does need to kill a caterpillar that's the only way it can so produce. it does need a host it absolutely needs a host yeah without the caterpillar it cannot live Damn. That's so, and like looking at it now, Fano, if you could see it, it's like it is quite a large caterpillar, but the sprout of the cordyceps like is so long. It's Straight like up. a branch, like a tree yeah. branch yeah. coming out of it. Yeah. It's yeah. Really scary to and look at. And it has to be long because the caterpillar is actually buried, unlike the ant that crawls to the top of the plant. Yeah. Um, this caterpillar feels pretty sick when it's being eaten from the inside oh, out you would. by you the would. fungus. You, you would. would. I, I can understand that. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel the same. 
Um, so it withdraws into its burrow and it always has its head uppermost. Yeah. And the fungus, though, once it's got enough food from the caterpillar, it and the caterpillar is dead by that stage, of course, and mummified, it needs to produce its spores. And it can only do that if it gets above the ground. So it grows out of the uppermost part of the caterpillar, which is the one part closest to the ground surface, and that's always the head. So, whereas uh, yeah. in the ant, the, the thought was that it take o- takes over, over its their brain, yeah. um, that may not be quite correct. It may <laughs> just be, again, the uppermost part of the, of the animal. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. In this case, the uppermost part of the caterpillar, shortest distance to the ground level, and then it sprouts above ground with a sort of a stick-like structure. And um, that's what you're looking for when I'm looking for um, these these caterpillars. Uh, the veg- so we, we call it, the whole thing, a vegetable caterpillar. But right. Maori called it a feto. Ah. And a feto was a culturally significant organism in the sense that it was, I guess, conceived of as just one organism. But actually yep. it's a caterpillar and a fungus. And, and Maori had this um, really interesting use for it in that they would collect it, they would burn it produce a charcoal and then they would crush the charcoal into a black powder mix it with bird fat and use it as a pigment for tamoko oh, wow look at that, I find that's so special I, and I love that that is like we, we you know we've been talking about it so much and yep. then the cordyceps here in New Zealand have had such a special meaning for our people like it's how cool so is that so important for Aotearoa yeah yeah, yeah. All right, so to summarise this and three three key main factors is uh, you love the TV show, but a small exaggeration on what can actually happen. Just a little. Just a little. And then the likelihood of this ever happening to the human race, thousands of years, millions of years. I would be really impressed if the human race could last long enough for this to happen. <laughs> and if Chris Hipkins ever called you into the building and asked you the same question, your answer would be... I'm really happy that he funds my colleagues to do good science. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Dr. Peter Buchanan, we thank you for joining us this morning and educating us a little bit more around uh, cordyceps. That's a pleasure. And we have, we have actually at our institute um, the National Collection of Fungi, and we have specimens of cordyceps among the 100,000 specimens that we have of New Zealand fungi. Holy. Because there was a podcaster out there, I'm not going to say the person's name, but he was using this as like a form of pre-workout. He was taking like a form of cordyceps. Oh, if you go to Asia, yeah. uh, well, if you go to an Asian herbal shop, you'll find cordyceps as a very expensive herbal product. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, wow. it's really revered. It yeah. um, has been for centuries. So there are different cordyceps doing different things. But yes, the Chinese version, Cordyceps sinensis, another species of cordyceps, um, very, very important herbal medicine yeah. for Chinese people. They pay a lot of money, and it's a huge industry in Tibet where it's collected. Oh, wow. Well, well it's safe to say also that a chuck on top of gradu- graduated from third form biology to fourth form now. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Peter Buchanan, thank you very much. Thank you. Pleasure. The My Morning Crew Podcast.